Hi, I'm Steph Lowe, and welcome to Health, Happiness, and Humankind. Each week, I speak with experts from all over the world in the areas of nutrition, microbiome health, environmental sustainability, psychology, meditation, and more. Together, we'll teach you the answers to becoming healthy, happy, and a more conscious human, and why your contribution to the planet truly matters. If you love the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and hit share to send today's episode to a friend or two. And now, without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. In today's episode, we are joined by Marcus Freudenman from Truly Heal. Together, Marcus and I explore treating the root cause of cancer and other chronic diseases. You will learn about the role of the microbiome, the role of conventional therapies, the impact of nutrient deficiencies and inflammation, why toxins need to be considered, how psychology and mindset are involved, and so much more. This is obviously a very sensitive topic and a complex one that is yet to be solved, but I hope you will join me today in considering how important it is to identify the root cause of a disease and how this could be different for individuals with the same disease. Hi, Marcus, and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for providing such a beautiful platform and uh, inviting me. Yeah, I'm really curious about um, your journey. And as it's your first time on the show, I'd love to give you the space just to introduce yourself to our listeners and take us back in time to where it all began for yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, my name is Marcus Freudenmann. I'm an architect by trade and interior designer. And um, yeah, like many of us, uh, my best friend was diagnosed with cancer and that put us in motion. And sometimes when I look back, I realize how far we've come, how many things we've learned um, on that journey. But when you start out, you're pretty smack put on the spot without any knowledge. And like we all, we all thought um, it's, it's going to be an easy job to find a solution. You know, there's so much information on the internet and we started to search. My wife is a naturopath, so she followed up on all the, normal treatments uh, for our friend, you know, and supplementation and diet and all of that. But I was looking more into all of those things that you can buy online, like Atrial and B17 and then um, GCMAF and, you know, Medical Mariana. I was just going through the whole range of natural remedies and brought them all back. And after a while, we noticed that by taking all of those things and, and hoping and then no change, we actually caused a lot of stress to uh, Janet. And after a while, she gave in to the oncologist, had her chemotherapy, and then passed away. And you realize how hopeless, how helpless, how misinformed we are in such a situation. And I always hoped during that time for someone who could just help us or give us information and, and um, guide us through that process. And I thought it would be much easier, but many things that you find are sales and hype and marketing and, and uh, promotion and doctors and clinics, you know, filling their clinics. So it's actually 
a minefield and we started to interview over 100 doctors and put all of that together. And that was a humbling journey, as I call it. And you probably notice when, when you deal with people with cancer, it's, um, it's not an easy journey. It's not as straightforward as many want you to believe to find solutions and to deal with the patient as well, you know, with their stress levels. So, yeah, that's how it started. And mm -hmm. then we never gave up. It's probably one of those old German traits. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, that was over 20 years ago for yourself and your dear friends. So I'm fascinated to sort of learn more about, yeah, what you've learned along the way. I have a, a personal interest in oncology. And um, last year, I read Tripping Over the Truth by Travis Christofferson. I'm sure you've either heard or read the book. Yeah yourself and for me it was really mind opening to truly understand where we've gone in the cancer space and perhaps where our um our time and money was being spent for many many decades and i guess that's part of the reason why we don't truly still have um, at least a conventional cure and there's lots of different theories and, and certainly a lot of confusion in this space. Like talk to us more about that and, and your experience. Yeah. It's, it's like you say, it's, it's very incongruent information. And <laughs> if you go to different countries, you get different concepts as well. You know, we started up, I, I always had that dream to travel with my family and I've been a globetrotter my whole life. I've been everywhere. So I thought I'll like to take my children on a journey. So we packed up, sold everything and then traveled for three years around the world from country to country doing cancer research and working with clinicians and doctors and scientists and putting everything together. My two boys helped with filming and sound and lighting. <laughs> my daughter and my wife were doing preparations for interviews. So it was like a family project. And it was really insightful. But if you go to India, they approach the disease completely different than Japan does or Europe or Germany does. And um, by putting all of those pieces of the puzzle together, it was very broad. You know, people can develop cancer from the toxins they're surrounded uh, with, from the infections that they have, from a lack of nutrition and deficiencies. They can have it from stress. They can have it from um, a combination of bacteria and mold, for example. There's so many different reasons. And to find out what is wrong in a person's life and what do we need to clean up in order to reverse the disease becomes like a massive job. Mm. And I never forget, we had a beautiful interview with Dr. Rao in Switzerland. And by that stage, the documentary was already mostly finished. I had interviewed over 200 doctors and worked with many. And then I started to ask him my questions. And he was like, Marcus, you're asking stupid questions. <laughs> it was like, I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very well versed and I'm very knowledgeable and I tickled my pride. But um, he always pulled me back and said, Marcus, I'm not interested in treatments. I'm not interested in, in that normal approach to cancer. That's what everybody tries and nobody has really big results. What we do is we look at what causes the disease, what is the difference in the patient. And he pulled out three charts. And that was, for me, one of the biggest changing moments in our career three breast cancers, and the women were all around the 40 to 48. One had um, 
a bit of obesity, not too bad, but um, very little self-respect, self-loathing, had been um, abused in childhood, um, very neglectant with her diet and food intake and, and high inflammation and food sensitivities. And when you look at the whole combination with her, it was pretty obvious. She responded to a diet change so dramatically and her cancer started to work. And it was really focusing mostly on self-esteem, self-worth, psychologists and, and dietary changes that helped her change her disease. The other client had an EBV virus, uh, Epstein-Barr, combined with Lyme and with high EMF sensitivity. So when you look at the combination that she had and, and the environment she lived in, it was so evident and she needed a completely different program, you know, with ozone and um, immune boosters, uh, shielding from radiation, and she got well. And the third one had uh, dental problems and toxicity in combination with uh, heavy metals. So mercury in a root canal filled tooth uh, and the metal and the bacteria created demethylmercury. So she was heavily poisoned just by that and had a detox impairment. Three women with the same disease and three completely different sets of reasons. And when I understood that, it became clear that we don't need to focus on treatments or remedies or anything. What our only focus needs to be is on finding out what's wrong in that particular case or for that particular patient. I can only imagine how mind-blowing that would have been for you because collectively, at least in the West, we've been looking for one cure for cancer. And certainly initially it was very much about the genetic origin and then we're trying to understand the metabolic origin and we're so cure focused. But what you're saying to me is that even though it's the same disease, it has many different cures and obviously manifests very differently in each individual patient. So then it sounds like we need completely bio-individual solutions. That's usually where it comes to. And I, uh, you know, in about five years after we um, published the movie and, and started our research, we thought we had it. <laughs> and I sent a lot of clients to clinics that I supported and only a small percentage really made it. And that was, you know, I always say cancer is very humbling so it was very frustrating on one side. And yet on the other side, there were some patients who had exceptional results. And then the next five years after the interview with Dr. Rao, we started to focus more on really going into the ground. You know, what, what, is, what is driving the disease? What is preventing a recovery? What is suppressing the immune system? What is triggering the, the, the cell mutations? So by focusing on that and removing that, all of a sudden patients had completely different results and outcome. And it was not that we changed the treatments. You know, we still have clients that go and have chemotherapy because that's the only option they see and we don't speak against that. But we complement that treatment with other therapies that completely negate the side effects, reduce the, the, the side effects, or uh, prepare the patient so well that the result is actually increased. And then we have other patients where we do the same preparation, the same treatments, and they go completely alternative. They, don't, they negate uh, conventional treatments and they're doing 
in the same way really well. It's always, as soon as you remove the cause, that's when the patient, the healing journey really starts. And it's kind of understandable. It's You work against the stream, you know, like leaky gut, you're probably very well aware of it. Um, when you have leaky gut, a huge amount of bacteria and undigested proteins are squeezed more or less into the bloodstream after every single meal, even with normal, normal movements, bowel movements, it's squeezed into the bloodstream. That is priority number one for the body to deal with. So instead of dealing with an infection or dealing with um, cancer cells or any dead cells or infected cells, the body has to cut that completely off and deal with the imminent threat, which is bacteria in the blood. So if you don't fix leaky gut first, everything you do is kind of in vain. All the expensive treatments, all the therapies will not work. And that's what we found. As soon as you clean up, you know, those, those triggers that someone has, that's when all of a sudden the shift comes. And I have now got 10,000 clients that are still alive or doing really well, maybe still have cancer, but they do really well because we found out what their main um, problems are and started to remove those. Yeah. So you're preaching to the choir here, but I'm really curious <laughs> as I to, yeah, I mean, talking about leaky gut and cancer, like for a lot of people, that's going to appear really crazy, isn't it? And like, what sort of criticism do you, um, are you exposed to? Like, especially because conventional therapies, um, are very much, you know, chemo and radiation and there's not much else included. So oh. I think it really depends on the client, on the patient, how well educated they are. And I've taken a lot of steps back from, from my original judgmental position, you know, chemotherapy is bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've seen so many people really do well, especially leukemia and some sorts of cancer where it's really effective. Um, we, don't, we don't talk people out of it or try to negate. Um, you have today possibilities to overcome side effects and to reduce side effects so dramatically in home treatments that you do at home, that you prepare three weeks prior to treatment. And all of a sudden you see triple the results. For example, in Germany, they would use chemotherapy and combine it with hyperthermia, fever therapy. And as soon as they do that, they can reduce the chemotherapy agent by 30, 40, 50% because the effects are so much stronger. Now, for many clients, they don't have an oncologist to discuss those things, or they just don't want to have anything interfere. And they just do the treatment at home or in a clinic and have hypothermia. And all of a sudden, their response to the chemo agent is far better, and they have a lot less side effects. And the results are actually astounding for the clinician. We sometimes say what we do. Sometimes we don't. It always depends on the oncologist. But I have to say there's so many worldwide that are waking up, that are exploring. We have in our coaching program, in our education program, we have, I think, 500 conventional oncologists, you know, who learn about alternative treatments. I'm, I'm convinced that we are slowly changing the field and, and more and more doctors are becoming aware of those possibilities. 
this makes me so happy to hear. And yes, I can imagine initially perhaps um, people were, I guess, more critical and less aware, but certainly as the health space changes and as the research changes, um, yeah, of course, oncologists need to be up to date with what's available to support their patients. So again, it sounds like, yeah, so you, you do have some collaborations where your oncologist will work with you on your natural remedies, but then there are some cases where your client does it more privately because perhaps their oncologist is not so holistic in mind. Would that be correct? Exactly. Look, mm. Like I said, we don't fight. Fighting mm. has never, ever uh, achieved anything. So what we do is we work with what we have in the best possible way. And what we also try is if we have a possibility of change or we have some, some alternative, you know, to get a second opinion, to work with someone else that might be in the area and try out, you know, it's your body, it's your health. And it's not that you you have to uh, take a doctor that you don't like, you can actually choose. And <laughs> I found, <laughs> I agree. you know, we, we're very creative and selective in many other things. But when it comes to doctors, we take what we're offered. And that is certainly not the case. So when we work with a client, when we work in coaching, we really look for the best solution and how we can set that up for every client without causing additional stress. Because let's face it, that's always one of the key elements that we need to fend off. If you have a diagnosis of cancer, it's scary. And you don't want additional stress and fighting and arguments and back and forth. You want someone that, that you know guides you through that process peacefully. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So take us through um, the therapies or just what you're providing your clients and what they can do themselves to help treat their disease. Well, one of the key elements is that we work through um, with every client or even, even if somebody says, look, I would like to learn more about this. Uh, we have a free training, and the training is is actually um, very simple. It's a lot of our cancer patients go through that because it gives them the power to ask the right questions to their professionals, to their naturopath, to their doctor, and say, "Look, have we looked at this? Could this be a, a problem? Is that something we should test?" Um, so we do that as a general service for cancer patients that they really have a guidance what to look for. For health professionals, doctors or naturopaths, or even people that, you know, like me, would like to help others and build a coaching career, um, they can learn more. And what we've done is we put a program together. It's on trulyheal.com forward slash Steph and um, S-T-E-P-H, so your name. And that is when people go there, I've set up a free training program for you and for your readers and listeners. Um, where they can go through a six-step, or it's, I think it's now seven videos. It still says six on the title page. But we take you through all the important steps that you need to know to overcome cancer, to overcome a chronic degenerative disease, what questions to ask, and how to go through the process. And this has been now, God, I would say 50,000 people went through this, and the feedback is phenomenal. So it's definitely something worthwhile. Trulyheal.com. I don't know if you put a, a link underneath the post. Trulyheal.com forward slash Steph. 
And that's where you will find that training. It's very, very powerful. Mm, thank you. Yeah, the, the link will be in the show notes. So thank you so much for doing that because I think, you know, certainly there is that focus around cancer, which is obviously your passion project, but the origins of disease any chronic disease, um, I'm sure we can start to really look at nutrition and stress management and decreasing inflammation and just getting those foundations in place first. I always say when you go away from the disease and look at causes, everything becomes all of a sudden so simple. Mm. You know, we have 50,000 diseases and they invent every, every year 10,000 more just to get more names to put more medication to. So it's a, it's a pretty simple concept. When you go 100 years back, we had five diseases, and they are still pretty much all we need to check. And you've said it before, is deficiencies, nutrition, you know, like the food that you eat, and it starts how you absorb it, how you digest it, uh, what your gut biome does with it, um, whether it bloats you, whether you have kidney problems and can't digest proteins, or you have um, gallbladder problems and can't digest fats or you have leaky gut and have serious problems with bloating. You know, there's so many things just in that one area of deficiencies in nutrition and diet and lifestyle to look at. Then we look at toxins. And as you know, they can be in very many hidden forms. And I see so many blind spots. You know, people that live very conscious eat organic, but then they have a vinyl floor in their house which outgasses formaldehyde, or they sleep on a mattress which is highly toxic, or they have paint on their wall which outgasses and fumes, or they live downwind from a funeral home, you know, when the mercury is blown into the air or coal mining. EMF. It's so incredible. And sometimes you look at their teeth and then they have four or five different metals in their mouth. And uh, the galvanic reaction between those metals is very strong. It's when you put a little LED light, you know, with those two contacts between a gold tooth and a mercury filling or an amalgam filling, then that light flickers. It's actually a strong electrical current which brings your whole hormone system out of balance, which um, leaches out huge amounts of mercury. And things like that, sitting on a meridian, for example, of your bladders and or urinary system, then we know exactly how that links to the disease. There is so many beautiful um, tools that we can use to find out what's wrong, and that's what we've put together in that questionnaire, in that uh, training so that people really don't forget crucial points that could be a blind spot. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, again, making it really individual. Um, I've heard you speak before, and um, one of the topics I wanted to speak to is the research around the ketogenic diet because we've obviously got the metabolic um, origins of cancer and the Warburg effect, and many people are looking at the impact of sugar on cancer, and of course, then we're seeing the ketogenic diet being prescribed. But what I think people are forgetting is that every cancer can be very different. And for some, like glioblastoma, we can see really great clinical research that the ketogenic diet can be helpful. And then there are others, you might be able to give me an example, where it causes significant cancer growth. 
So I think we're, we're getting a little bit confused and, and still trying to find one solution. So, yeah, talk to me it's more like about that and what you've seen. <laughs> Go on. It's like one diet fits all. It's mm. that big problem that we have and because diet is seen today more as a religion than as a, <laughs> as a, a tool. Uh, people are very defensive about their diets and it's also one of the strongest emotional links that we have from, from childhood on you know, comfort foods and everything. So it's, it's a tough project. But um, what you said with the ketogenic diet, we had the same problem. A lot of people, first of all, to, to do it well, to do it really well and to measure your ketone bodies, the amount of carbs that you are allowed to eat are so minimal, so small to really hold it in, in that um, keto phase um, that it's quite difficult. It's a, it's a very, very difficult diet. Also long-term for clients um, when they have, let's say, liver problems and they have problems with fat digestion, that can become a real burden. Um, also, usually the, the um, not, we had, I think um, Dr. Herzog in Bad Eppenheim in Frankfurt made a study how many of his different types of cancer patients that he had were responding to the ketogenic diet, and it was about 5%. Mm-hmm. And that brings me back to what causes the disease. You remember those three women with three different types of causes? Mm-hmm. If you have someone which is really based on a bad diet and eats McDonald's and, and processed foods and, and all of that, no matter what diet they switch to, they will have a very, very strong healing effect. Uh, if somebody is on a sweet diet and lots of carbs and goes on to a, a ketogenic diet, it might well be if their body switches well to, to fat burning met- metabolism that they thrive but many don't have the biome and the bacteria in the gut to actually make that work properly. So they weaken themselves. And that's why we usually do a stool test. We check um, the gut biome first. Then we look at uh, the liver profile and fat metabolism and kidney profile to see how well we can burden each of those systems before we recommend a diet. And then we look also whether they fit into a category which responds the cancer actually responds to fat metabolism or not. Like you said, if, if it's EMF and bacteria related, let's just play that game. You have mold in your house. Mold spores are toxic. And we know they, they slow down and stop your detox profile uh, in your body. Now you combine mold with an EMF meter or one of those towers nearby and mold becomes 20,000 times more toxic. It becomes really highly aggressive and it, it attacks your nervous system and it attacks a lot more in your body in a lot shorter time. Now, if your cancer is triggered by something like this because your immune system can't handle it and you start with a ketogenic diet that might be challenging and stressful, you know, you don't win. There is no, no change at all. Whereas if you would go and remove that person out of the EMF field or put them on very high intense ozone and and cleansing and out of that environment, they might recover in a matter of weeks because they they remove the cause. So that's why we really focus on individual patients and what their problems are and go away from general recommendations. 
Yeah, I love it. And of course, it's going to come back to inflammation in nearly every case. And there'll obviously be different causes behind that. So yeah, it's a fascinating area. Um, I wanted to hear more about your documentary. Is this your passion project? And, and yeah, what, what, what was your aim with this, with this documentary? <laughs> well, you know, you, you have those glorious moments where you think you can change this world, <laughs> make it a better place, show everybody what they can do and how well they can do it. And you'll get, you know, patted on your shoulder. That's like, and I, I really felt very strongly after losing our friend um, that there needs to be a congruent solution. And then you get into those phases in between where you go like, who am I to find a solution for cancer? There is millions of very smart people around the world. Um, you know, I'm not even a doctor. So you, you go into those doubt phases. Um, when we published the documentary, I picked the name that I regret. You know, cancer is curable. And I was still in that cocky, arrogant phase. Um, after a while, I noticed no matter what you do, some patients actually, you know, for them, cancer is a way out. They're tired. Their life is exhausting. There is, there is, uh, it's a burden. And, and, you know, they don't comply. Or they are so far progressed and have so many different causes that the whole change wouldn't work. So with that curable, it, it felt like, oh, I can buy it and I can go to the supermarket and buy more health. And I fell into the same trap as everybody else. And we renamed the movie later on and put that on YouTube as uh, Truly Heal from Cancer. And it covers all of those aspects too, you know, psychology, our mindset, um, our will to live, our passion for life. Um, how to motivate yourself to make those changes, how to find actually the motivation to live longer, you know, or to bypass a lot of clients. They get all of a sudden visitors. They are important. People look after them. They care for them if they have a diagnosis. So, well, you know, and now you want to take that away. And then they are left again in that position where nobody looks after them. We've seen so many elements to cancer that it was important for us to put them all into into the program psychology mindset lifestyle physical changes um, toxicity then all the inflammatory processes where they can come from it's a very complex subject mm. and that's in the documentary and in the free training so it's it's pretty broad and it gives for someone who wants to get well an incredible tool set. Like the treatments that we do at home, I have clients that uh, were sent home to die, you know, with eight weeks to live or three months to live, and they are still with us 10 years later and do really well. And that's fun. And I think that's what keeps me going. It's, it's those daily emails where people really overcome a problem and thrive that, that yeah, puts you through that ordeal. Mm. I can imagine, though, it really is about the individual because they, they, they're going to have to want to do the work to make the changes, like the breast cancer female that you mentioned, you know, to make those dietary changes. And, and certainly home treatments can be quite time-consuming and overwhelming and for some people quite costly. So, yeah, it's no, definitely no, multifactorial. No, wrong. wrong way around, wrong way around. Mm -hmm. You have cancer, 
and you go to a treatment, um, let's say in all of Europe and now in America too, here in Australia, it starts more and more. You can have local or full body hypothermia. A treatment is about $1,500. Now, when you go to a clinic for three weeks, you have three of those treatments, you have IVs, you have infusions, and you have your ozone treatment and PMF. And that's pretty much what those German clinics offer. And that's it for three weeks. And then you come home and usually your cancer is either receding or it's, it's um, stopped progression or it's already shrinking. We had many clients go home after three weeks with already scar tissue instead of an active tumor. So for many patients, that's a fantastic start. But that's thirty to $40,000. Okay. And then they go into the treatment and, you know, we talk here about Australian dollars, so it's, it's roughly 50000 And then they come home and after half a year, you know, everything starts slowly going back into the old schemes and, and the cancer starts growing. They should go back. And that's what we discovered, you know, uh, many patients run out of money and they run out of steam on that whole process. And that's why we approach the whole concept differently. First of all, we work with a health coach. Um, and you know yourself, working with a coach takes a lot of stress away. So you work with the coach to look at all areas of life. What are the areas that we need to change most importantly? Then which will trigger the greatest changes? And then as we work through, we implement certain home treatments to prepare the body Let's say you, you plan to have chemotherapy, but you would do once a week hypothermia at home, which is a treatment that costs you $1,500 when you buy it, um, US. And if you do it at home, it costs you pennies when you pay off the dome, let's say over 10 treatments. It's, I think, $2,500 for the dome. So you can have 10 treatments and the whole family can have treatments and you can share that with friends and all of a sudden, everybody feels better, everybody gets healthy, and you spend a fraction of the cost. And that's what we've came to, doing ozone treatment at home, doing hypothermia treatment, or do it in a group, a small group, or become a coach and offer the treatment to your clients. There's so many ways to implement those therapies at home at a much cheaper cost and with the same effect, and you can do them for years without running out of money. Mm. Yes, thank you. I think that's a great way to reframe things um, and certainly getting help on the way to teach you about some of these therapies. Would you be able to just take us through briefly what they are for the benefit of our listeners that would like to learn more about the hypothermia or the ozone or the PEMF? On your page, uh, the functional medicine training, uh, trulyheal.com forward slash Steph. You will find that there is underneath the three buttons for ozone training, hypothermia training, and PMF training. Mm -hmm. And we, we have them in complete academies because we have a hundred chiropractors going through our training at the moment with PMF and physiotherapists. And we have um, conventional doctors and, and a lot of private people go through the ozone training. So it's a complete training that you can finish and then you know exactly what you use it for, how you use it safely, how you do each treatment and what those treatments are used for. Mm -hmm. And that has been very, very helpful. Um, I did it with um, some doctors. You know, in, if you go to um, Switzerland, for example, into those clinics, they sell you when you leave the last week, you have 
um, the same treatments as you had in the clinic, but with home equipment. So they train you while you are in the clinic how to do it at home and why you do it and what the benefits are and how often and precautions. And then they send you home with the dome or with your ozone equipment. And that's what we've started to do with some of the doctors. We develop those training programs so that a patient feels absolutely safe, knows everything they need to know to do it uh, properly and have those results at home because Let's face it, ozone is prohibited in Australia and a practitioner loses license if they administer it to you. So you have to either do it yourself or fly to Germany. Mm. Hopefully that will change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Look, we always find solutions and you have um, 500,000 patients traveling to Germany every year for health tourism because of those effects. And what we can do now is um, in our modern time and age, we can recreate those same treatments at home and do them safely and it's completely legal. Mm. Yeah, beautiful advice. Thank you so much. So I'd love to just give you the space to um, share anything else with us today that you would like to. Um, and then we've got your um, online home at trulyheal.com. Um, but if there was anywhere else you'd like us um, to direct our listeners to, please do share that as well. I think um, when you go through the training, those six-part video training or seven videos, you'll, you'll get the best overview. It's a phenomenal training and it includes... Uh, many parts of ozone therapy or PMF therapy or hypothermia and fever therapy, especially in today's time with um, viral infections and bacterial infections and Lyme disease going rampant and autism. And, you know, there's so many diseases and they're just faces of the problems that we've created around. And once we start cleaning up, they usually all go away. And you know that just cleaning up leaky gut and, and ozone is one of the best treatments in that respect. It's used in God, 20 clinics where they treat children, you know, for autism and ADHD and all those behavior problems. And they do rectal ozone insufflations to heal the gut. And that's phenomenal. When you see the outcome, you do a, a test before and after, you know, that, that leaky gut test, Lucolose and Manutol. Mm -hmm. You do that before and then you do four-week treatment and then you do afterwards and your jaw drops how fast the gut can actually heal. Mm. Yeah, phenomenal. So good. Well, I just love your passion and, and certainly the information that you're sharing is so powerful. So I will direct our listeners to the show notes to learn more. And Marcus, thank you so much for your time today. It was great to learn from you and we're very grateful for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.